let me tell you folks this is this is tough beans right here this is a this is a hard hard dig that i'm attempting yeah, i'm going to try to do this podcast you know i'm just going to try to talk for an hour or so or whatever as long as i can go just about rollerblading about life about anything that pops up into my noggin i'm going to talk about it but like the first one doing the first one is pretty weird cuz you got to get used to the idea of just talking into a microphone and like I'm home alone, you know, just 9:50 in the morning, got my Starbucks coffee, just sitting here by myself, you know, I kind of feel like a dweeb talking into the microphone. It's kind of something I'm going to have to get used to, I guess. But something has been pushing me to just do this. I don't know why. Uh probably cuz I feel like I have some stuff to get off my chest or maybe it's because I feel like I'm not you know talking enough to people like fuck I spend a lot of time just sitting in front of computer screens not talking to people and I feel my social skills and my verbal skills just going down the toilet. I feel like a social retard. So maybe this is Selfishly I just want to practice my vocal skills like practice talking and practice communicating ideas to people and rollerblading is just the perfect vehicle to do that. I mean it's something that I feel comfortable talking about, it's something that I have a lot to say. I'm it's I it's totally inspiring me these days like I'm seeing so much shit out there that I'm just like fuck yeah, it's it's making me so excited and I want to talk about that, you know. I want to share my passion for rollerblading with everybody so i'm going to try to do this like once a week just uh, maybe sometimes i'm going to try to get other people on the show i'm thinking big i want to like get like i want to get Brian Shima on this show i want to i want to interview Sean C i want to you know i want to talk to different people in in the rollerblading world see what they're up to see what they're thinking about and uh i'm going to need to get some new tools for that uh get on Skype maybe right now i'm just i've got this like ghetto microphone it says high school music on it disney it's like this weird microphone it's m- i think it's my girlfriend's um and i've got this sound program i've been fiddling with it all morning doing tests and like i'm all sketched out like sometimes i'll press record and then it won't actually i'll I, i'll close the window without hitting stop and then it won't record the file so i don't even know if this is going to work i might just like fuck it all up and then i'll have to fucking do this all over again that'll be annoying but i'm going to just, just going to go for it i'm diving in the deep end right now and uh bear with me as uh, as I do this a number of times I'm sure it'll get better I'm sure it'll run more smoothly you know it's the first one so cut me some slack you know I'm doing my best and um hopefully in the future we'll have some some really good shows for you hopefully today won't be too bad either um but it's the first one so I'm just figuring out how to do this and it's it's weird, you know, but we're diving in there. But anyway, my name's Todd McInerney. Don't know if I said that. Um I'm a rollerblader. I've been rollerblading since I was about 12. Um I live in Vancouver. It's really cold outside like ah 
painfully cold and I have a shaved head and like I lost my beanie like a week ago and I've been walking around without a beanie it's painful like you go outside and you're just instantly miserable because it's so cold so I didn't want to go rollerblading today um today's Saturday what's the date today is February 26th 2011 2011 the world might end next year nah, I don't believe that shit but everyone's talking about 2012 it's the end of the Mayan calendar the world's gonna end yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. It'll be interesting. I think <laughs> I definitely think shit is going to happen. I think shit is going to go down in this world like um you know, you see what's going on over in Egypt and you know, people things are changing. I think people are getting all this technology in their hands and and where you know, where pe- we didn't have a way to express all these things and communicate with each other. We have that now like I can just talk into this microphone, publish it online, and and people can listen to me talk. Like that's pretty amazing if you really think about it. That's that's uh that's the future. The future is a pretty amazing thing. But anyway, rollerblading. There's a lot going on in the rollerblading world. I recently picked up the the new Nim video, and I really liked it. Fucking Colin Kelso section was really 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 awesome. This guy has fucking amazing style. I loved his section. I loved the song, the fucking badass death metal. I believe the song was by Trouble, Psalm 9. Really good track. I've been listening to it nonstop. Um, but yeah, his section was amazing. He did this like slide downstairs to a macchio on a ledge, and he did a lot of like really innovative tricks. Um, and with the really good style, I found that his style was, I found it to be a, a lot more natural than previous Colin Kelso sections. I think in the past, like I've always loved his skating, but I think my main criticism of it was that I, I thought he was like too posy with his style, like maybe trying too hard to be stylish. And But it it seems like now, like in the Nim section, it was a lot more natural. It It seemed like his style was more effortless. He wasn't being too forceful with his body he wasn't sticking his arms out straight when he landed and yeah i just really dug it i thought it was really mature and something interesting that i noticed about the section he didn't he didn't do a single handrail he he had a rail trick i think in the intro but in his section he didn't slide any bars which is pretty rare nowadays i mean grinding the bar has become kind of a, a standard a staple for a rollblading section and you know i i really like the fact that he didn't do a rail it left uh, a lot of space for a lot of other interesting tricks that he did with you know crazy awesome style he did a lot of little tricks and it was interesting because it was like to death metal, a song that you would you would expect to see like typically massive like hammer type tricks, and like the big like um, the big uh, the the word is slipping me, but the the crescendo of the song, it, it would show him doing this like tech little trick. It was just badass and different, and really fresh. 
I fucking loved it. And as someone who's, you know, I'm older, I'm 28, my, my, I don't want to fucking kill myself on some drop rail shit. So I really enjoy, you know, pushing myself on smaller objects. I think a lot, I think rollbutters, a lot of rollbutters are pushing in that direction. You know, it's inspiring to me. I think, uh, I think in the past, like, we were all pushing to, to go bigger, go bigger, go bigger. Everything was, you know, you you did a 360 to grind. Now you do a 540 to grind. You did a 540 down a, a 12 stair. Now you're going to do it down a 20 stair. And everything was bigger, bigger, bigger. And I think now people are, it, that's getting reversed. And people are, aren't worrying about going bigger. They're just looking at these tiny little objects that are everywhere. And they're like, oh, like, what can I do on this? Like, it's it's more of a intellectual battle and like a lot of a lot of the shit that's turning me on nowadays is like on smaller objects cuz let's face it like when it's smaller and basic and and a more simple object and you don't have to worry about fucking killing yourself it allows for more more room to like think about what you're doing and it's really exciting to watch and I, like these dudes that have been skating for like 20 years like they're f they can fucking think of some really sweet shit like it's fucking awesome to see. It was sick style, like fuck, Robang sick. But also, uh, Brian Shima had a section, and you know, before watching it, some dudes I was talking to, they're like, "Oh, Shima section. It's not your typical Shima section." I, I thought it was kind of half-ass, and it wasn't a. Uh, you know, it's not like the huge hammers that you're used to, but. <laughs> Fuck that. He did some big shit. Like, the last trick in his section is fucking dangerous and creative. Um, just incredible. And, you know, a lot of the tricks were smaller, but I, I loved watching it. Like, it's fucking Shima, you know? This dude, This he's been skating for a long time. He's got mad style. He's really mature. And, like, I could watch him just do, like, soul grinds on curbs and be super super into it like so i really like shima's section um i really like the whole video i was really disappointed that there was no fucking john elliott section where are you at john elliott we haven't that's pretty disappointing i mean you go and start a, a, a boot company i th thought it would be you know your big opportunity to have this big comeback section because everyone wants to see it you know I'm sure if he came out with it, even if he was rusty, you know, people would be juiced, you know. Um, so I was disappointed. I was also disappointed that there was no Pat Lennon section. I was, like, he's on NIMS, isn't he? Like, where's the Pat Lennon section at? Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, um, I thought, I thought uh, it was a decent video. Um Obviously, Montre Livingston, this guy's just like Superman on rollerblades. Um, the last trick in his section, that alley-oop sole on that bench to like fucking roof drop, fakey 360, and he just stomps it. Like, dude, fuck. That was just amazing, you know? Um, so mad props to those guys. Something else that I saw that fucking juiced me to hell was a new Chris Edwards section. Um, fucking Chris Edwards section. 
Um, I don't know if I think Sean C posted that. I don't know if that was an Inri deal or, or what. It was it was fucking awesome to see. You know, uh, <laughs> dude's got a little bit of a pop belly. He's a uh, you know he's old. Uh, he's, uh, is he on his like seventh wife or something? I don't know. This is all speculation, but I think he's my man is uh, quite experienced in the divorce department. <laughs> but anyway. Dude's got a big pot belly, but he is still fucking killing it, man. He's doing like these toe taps on the on out of grinds on quarter pipes. Um, this is one of these tricks. Like nobody else fucking does that. Nobody does the toe taps on the top of the quarter pipes. Um, like he was doing that. What like fucking thirteen years ago, and I've ne I've never seen anybody else do that. I mean, you got to hand it to them. How many people out there can do a trick that just, like, nobody else does? Like, it's pretty amazing. I've, that's, yeah, that's sick. And it looks really fucking sick, too. And he also does the, those crazy, like, stale grabs where, like, one leg is twisted like crazy. I don't even know exactly what he's doing, but, like, I don't see anyone do anything like that, so... Yeah, here's a case of like someone who has been rollerblading since the very beginning. I think this dude was the first guy to ever jump on a handrail. And so it's exciting. It's awesome to see him back on the blades. It's really inspiring to see an old fucker doing crazy shit like that, like doing hucking the 360s of front sides on the on the quarter pipes. And that juiced me to hell. That's awesome. You know, I want to. I hope I can be a ripper when I'm 40 years old or however old he is. Hope I don't have a big pot belly like him, but hope I can still rip. Hope I can still rip it hard, you know, because that'd be sweet. I think uh, I think dudes who 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 rip for that long, they have a lot to offer because they've been ripping for so long. They bring this really mature outlook to it, and they can obviously pull shit that the younger dudes just can't. You know, obviously the younger dudes can pull shit that they can't, but like it really goes both ways. And I think like. In the rollerblading world, we really need to start like respecting these old dudes who, yeah, you're not going to see Chris Edwards do like a, a 540 to kind grind or something like this that the young bucks are doing, but the fucking young bucks aren't going to be doing these fucking toe taps and like fucking launching themselves like 20 feet out of quarter pipes like fucking Chris Edwards can, you know? Like, how do you say that that David Sizemore is better than Chris Edwards? You know, David Sizemore can do a lot of tricks that Chris Edwards can't do, but Chris Edwards can do a lot of fucking tricks that David Sizemore can't do. So how can you say that David Sizemore is better or he deserves more credit? Like, you know, but that's just what happens. Um, on that same note, someone who kind of disappeared out of the game for a while, um, someone who blew us away like five years ago and then just like disappeared and you're like, oh, does that dude skate anymore? My man, Mr. Mike Lilly, came out with a, a very tight section, uh, a one of these revolution deals. Uh, hey, shouts out to my, my homies in Arizona at Revolution Skate Shop, uh, James and Gretchen. I love you guys. Hope you guys are doing well. And uh, you guys are doing awesome stuff for blading. Um, this Mike Lilly section, fuck, it was awesome to see him back on the blades. Uh, th here's one of these guys, like, 
Mike Lilly has a charisma about him that like nobody else has. Like he makes skating look so fucking badass. Like like I don't know how like he just has this attitude when he fucking stomps tricks and he's just like what what you feel that and it's it's real and it's coming out of him. It's not like a show. Like I feel something. Excuse me, I gotta drink some coffee. Ah, Starbucks. That's good shit. But Mike Lilly... Mike Lilly is incredible. And uh, I, uh, it would have been really sad if he never came out with, like, another deal. Um, it looks like he's been, like, lifting logs in the forest. He looks like a lumberjack. And it's sick. Uh, so, Mike Lilly, if you're listening, mad props to you. I loved your section, and I hope to see more of it. You know, keep pumping them out. Um dudes like this like they need to know that that when they produce something there's people all over the world that watch it and get fucking hyped you know that's powerful that's powerful stuff you know and they need to know that um maybe that's why certain people stop putting out stuff because they just uh read these mess messages from stupid little kids on message boards they're like oh fucking he didn't even, he, Mike Lilly sucks. He fucking doesn't even do, like, 450 to Royale and shit. Like, fuck. Mike Lilly, like, fuck you. Shut up. And don't listen to these fuckbags. Like, there's, you know, you got to keep pumping them out. And you got to know that, that people all over the world are getting hyped on rollerblading, hyped on life when they see that shit. It's powerful. Um, you know, other people out there that, that, aren't coming out with sections, uh, haven't come out with a section for a long time. Um, one name comes to mind, Charles Dunkel. Man, just make something, you know? Go out, skate, film. I want to see that shit. I want to see you on the blades. I mean, uh, Charles has had a couple si uh, tricks in the NIM video, and they're sick. Fucking awesome to see, uh, awesome to see Charles back on the blades. He was one of my favorites, you know? Mr. Rugged himself, like signature rugged style like just fucking awesome um on on that same note of dudes being incredible in the past and then stopping making stuff Aaron Feinberg appears to be making somewhat of a a comeback which is really really exciting I actually uh picked up the the new one from from Shop Task, like a couple weeks ago. Shouts out to Shop Task, Canada's largest inline. Oh, I just screwed that up. What's their slogan? Canada's largest freestyle rolling shop. Shop Task. My man Leon Basson. If you don't know, he uh, just opened up a shop. Well, he's he's been running his shop for a long time, like I don't know, eight years or whatever, uh, as a online only shop. Um, but this last summer, he finally got a storefront in Vancouver, and his shop is looking r really tight. My man's got a really good uh, little operation going on. So if you're in the Vancouver area, go uh, go pop into his shop and and talk to a true legend. Leon is probably one the best rollerblader in Vancouver. I would say all round best like he can rip rails, he can do creative shit, he can rock transition 
and he runs the roll budding shop here in Vancouver, which is pretty sick. Um, I'm totally getting off track, but mad props to Shop Task. Anyway, Aaron Feinberg. Back to Mr. Aaron Feinberg. I was saying that I picked up the 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 latest issue of One Magazine uh, from Shop Task, and the inside cover was a USD ad with Aaron Feinberg dropping into this massive quarter pipe in in Portland, Oregon at fucking Burnside Skate Park. Um, and it was sick. It was fucking awesome to see the man back. I mean, Aaron Feinberg, for the young bucks who don't know, he, like, I don't know, eight years ago, or, like, dude won the X Games when he was 16. And he was basically the best rollerblader in the world, you know, when he was skating. And then uh, he kind of just stopped skating, I think, uh you know, he was used to getting paid, like, a lot of fucking money to do his tricks, and then the industry fell off, and he stopped getting paid, and so he's like, damn, I'm done, you know, but he's coming back, and, you know, people can't just, once you rollerblade, and once you experience, like, doing, landing big tricks, and, and feeling that control, and it's such a beautiful feeling, you're going to come back to it, you're not going to be able to just stop doing it, I mean, you might stop for a while, but you're going to be thinking about it and you're going to want to get back on those blades, you know, and feel that magic. I mean, like, you know, and Aaron Feinberg, he's back and uh, he's fucking killing it. Like, he's still one of the best roll biters in the world, which is crazy. But um, Sean C. recently released an Aaron Feinberg section. Um, he released it I don't know, for a couple days or something, and then took it offline. I never saw it, but I heard from a couple people who saw it and said it was, like, really fucking sick. Um, and I'm wondering why Sean C. would take it offline. Um, maybe it's a publicity thing for his video. Maybe this section will be released in the new Inri video. I hope so. I fucking want to see that section. So, uh... Sean C., if you're listening, fucking put up that section or come out with your video soon. Because, I mean, you're you're holding out on the role-playing world. There's a lot of people who want to see that section. Um, or you can just send space it to me. Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook, get my email address, and send space it to me. But I want to see that fucking section. One way or another... I just really want to see that section because, like, it's Aaron Feinberg. Uh, I saw, like, a couple tricks. I think there was a trick in the Inri trailer where he gr he, he mizus this uh, gate and then drops into this ledge or something, and it was just incredible. Uh, yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. Sean, get back to me, brother. Hit me up on Facebook. Yo, and to anyone else who's listening... Um, if you have any questions, uh, comments, whatever, hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. Um, I'm on there. Just just search Todd McInerney. You'll find me. Uh, any topics that you'd like me to go over on the show, any questions, I'll be glad to, to answer them. So, yeah, hit me up. Um, so at the beginning, just 
some more background information on this little podcast thing I'm doing. I think I'm just going to start by just making the sound files available on my website, mushroomblading.com. And then maybe once the production quality goes up a little bit, I'll submit it to Apple. I think uh, you need to, yeah, submit it, and then they judge whether it's good enough to, to be available through iTunes. Um, so eventually you'll be able to sus- subscribe to this through iTunes. But at we're just starting ghetto, just starting totally ghetto. And, uh, yeah, you can just listen to it on the on the website download it put it on your little device your iphone your mp3 player whatever listen to it while you're at work or in transit when you're bored just uh listen to my stupid voice rapping about blading you know what i'm saying um yeah i guess i i got the idea because i do a lot of computer work so at work i can just like listen to uh music or podcasts I was thinking, uh, yeah, there should be more stuff out there for rollbiters to listen to if they're interested in listening to rollbiters talk about rollbiting, talk about life, whatever. So I'm just going to put something out there. Um, and uh, like I said, I think they'll get better in time. I think I'll I'll find my groove, you know. This is still pretty awkward. I'm just sitting here alone. You know, my, my cats ran and hide under the, uh, hid under the bed because they're not used to me just like, talking to myself but i'm having fun so far this is sweet got my starbucks coffee we're having a good time we're talking about blade another video i picked up recently also from shop task was vine street um and dude richie eisler fucking brought it this like richie eisler is a an incredible skater um he uh Funny, I hung out with Richie, like, uh, last year when um, he was living in Australia, and that's where he filmed most of this section for Vine Street, and he had this uh, life set up for himself. I guess he had a good job. He had a sweet apartment. Um, He said he was just fucking happy. Everything was perfect. So he comes back to Regina for a vacation, stays a couple weeks, and then he flies back to Australia, and the, the dudes that run... The country are are like, nope, sorry, you can't come back. Your work visa is fucked up. Back to Regina for you. So Richie had to fly back to Canada, another 20-hour flight, with all his shit still in Australia. And uh, he couldn't go back to this life that he had set up for himself that he was all stoked on. And uh, most dudes would be pretty bummed about that. Most people would be pretty depressed about not being able to go back to their life that they love. Uh, but Richie was, like, totally positive. It was weird, like, hanging out with him. You wouldn't know that something really shitty just happened to him. You know, um, he came over, and my fiancé cooked him some dinner, and he came over with Corey Lowe. Not dinner. We made him lunch. It was It was during the day. It was a day hangout. But it was fun, you know, just shooting the shit with this guy. He's a super, super intelligent guy. I think he's got, like, degrees and something, but he's super, uh, super positive. Super, like, you can't get this guy down. He's an incredible person, and he's an incredible role player. His section in Vine Street is just, like, he skates fast, and he does tech shit, and he does some 
big stunts. Like he's, you can tell he's just totally confident on those skates. Like, man, he is just really good at rollerblading. Just incredible to watch. And there's something I think that makes his skating more exciting to me. It might just be because I know him a little bit personally. You know, I know him as much as a rollerblader can can know a fellow rollerblader. But my perspective on Richie is that he's this dude that's kind of excelling in both worlds. You know, he's excelling in this rollerblading world, um, but he's also, like, he can go out and get, like, good jobs and, like, interact with with very intelligent, like, business people. Uh, again, this is my perspective. I don't know how tr- true this is, but I just see him as being this kind of... Uh, the type of guy that's can just walk into job interviews and just like impress anybody or walk into any like work situation and just just blow people away. I think he was like teaching adults in Australia like uh and then you just imagine him like teaching adults and then going out and ripping on the blades. I find that really fascinating like uh, I think just growing up you kind of perceive dudes that are really good at skating you you perceive them as just being you know wake up at two o'clock and just chill out and and then go rip and then come home and drink beer but you don't really picture them like making fucking mad money in the real world like with business execs and like being intelligent and then going out and skating I don't know there's something really fucking James Bond about that I like it. I think Richie's just a super awesome human being, but I think I've ridden his jock for for long enough. Um, some other dudes had some really tight sections in this. This Tian guy, um, with dude's got one arm, and he's a really good roll biter. Like, wow, what a unique human being! Like, uh, how many roll biters are there out there? And then how many dudes are there out there with one arm? And how many dudes with one arm fucking do huge stunts like this? Like, it shows, like, all these falls that he takes at the beginning, and he's only got one arm to save himself. And it's like, fuck, like, that is so ballsy. Like, I guess the dude has broken ribs before, because if he falls on the side with no arm, he's got nothing there to save himself. Like, fuck. And he, like, does huge gaps and stuff like it's crazy but he's also got he's got really good style because he only has one arm um he's got you know he doesn't have that other arm flailing around so it's like this really smooth kind of interesting style it's totally unique because you know most bladers have two arms and he's got one so he's got really super smooth style and uh you know, he's learned to control his body in a different way. He doesn't have that other arm to, like, balance himself. And and so he's developed this super unique brand of blading that I think is, like, really awesome. I think that's the awesome thing about skating is that everyone who does it, they kind of figure out their own way to to pull stuff off and they find their own way to move their body and make it work. Like, f- kind of interesting little side story. I went ice skating yesterday. Um, and my work took me ice skating. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, we we played hockey and and that was really fun. And you know, I I kind of thought that I because I'm a roll biter, I was gonna like just rip around. 
and you know, it was pretty good, but it's it's a lot different than than rollerblading. It's a totally different feeling. Like you're not rolling, you're carving on ice with a blade under you. Um, it takes kind of a s similar body positions, obviously, to, you know, to skate and to stride around, but it's it's very different. Like at first, I was like, uh, I felt like I was falling back, and I kind of I was totally felt awkward. But I got it going after a while. But anyway, what I was saying, I was sat there and I was watching the figure skaters for a while. There was all these little, like, I don't know, 10-year-old, like, figure skaters. And then there was this, like, Russian coach in the middle, kind of, like, watching what everyone was doing. And, and you know, everyone's just kind of practicing their little spins and stuff. And the coach is, is, like, ragging on little kids, like, no, 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 your arm is this way. Your arm has to be this way. And, and, you know, I was thinking, like, fuck, that kind of, you know, it kind of takes the fun out of it. Like, these kids are, like, fucking 10, and they just want to have fun. They want to skate around, and, and they have this mean old Russian lady yelling at them, saying, like, no, you can't do it that way. You have to do it this way, and this is the right way, and that's the wrong way. And, you know, like, thank God in rollerblading we don't have some mean Russian lady, like, yelling at us, telling us how to do it, like... You know, people figure out their own style and their the, their own way of doing it, and it develops into this really beautiful artistic expression. Like that, you know, when when you just tell kids that there's a right way and a wrong way, they are just conditioned to do it this one way. And yeah, it produces these really incredible athletes, but they all kind of look the same because they're all living up to these standards that the mean old Russian lady was telling them that they had to have to be a good figure skater. Um, so you're going to get a less of a variety of styles. Like I, th I think that's something that makes rollerblading really beautiful is you can do it your own fucking way, like figure it out for yourself and then develop your own thing. And, and then you become this signature style. You know, that's what's cool about skating it allows for these signature styles. And speaking of signature styles um, and coming back to Vine Street, um, Ryan Arnold had a really sick section. Um, he, <laughs> he wore some really interesting shit. I think a couple times I was watching him with an, an, uh, some other role biters and we burst out laughing at a couple parts because he was wearing these like crazy outfits that kind of look like dresses. But, you know, it's sweet. He's got really good style, and he's got, like, interesting hair, and he does, like, these really, really athletic, like, tricks, and he's like an alien. Dude's like a like a human being from, like, 2050. Like, it's a very futuristic kind of deal that he has going on. Um, but, yeah, really fun to watch. And also C.J. Wellsmore had a section, and C.J. Wellsmore is, like, a beast. He's like a big gorilla on blades, and he's fucking strong and, like, yeah, really powerful skater. Um, and it was really f fun to watch him do some street tricks. Usually um, usually you see him, like, rip the parks. Um, so it was interesting to see him, like, shred. Shred on the streets. So, yeah, that was sweet. Um, so, yeah, Vine Street. You know, it's a roll button video. Um, moving on, um, something else that's kind of exciting me these days, uh, and something I want is these Celtic frames. 
someone, these dudes from Ireland went and made a flat rocker frame and they tried to design it to give it the grinding capabilities of of like more like an a, of an anti-rocker idea. They put these big uh, wheel, these like plastic around the wheels so that you won't stick. Um, Jeremy Townsend, uh, I think he's from Seattle. He made a promo edit for the Celtic frames. And it looks like, you know, it looks like they slide pretty well. Like he was doing like front fars on big fat rails and he didn't appear to stick. And uh, yeah, these frames are really intriguing me. Um, I think, like I skate flat rocker. I'm one of the very few people out there that do. Nobody skates flat because, you know, you can't hit your front torques as easily or your front farves or there's a lot of tricks that even royales are a lot harder in flat rocker. Um, but just imagine if people could skate flat rocker and, and then do grinds that they can do in anti-rocker. It'd be awesome because... Flat rocker just feels really, really good, especially if you're skating shittier street terrain. Like, I live in Vancouver. We get a lot of precipitation, so the roads are really haggard, and a lot of the street spots that we skate are really chunked up. And if you're skating anti-rocker, it's not fun at all rolling on that shit. And flat rocker makes it much more enjoyable, a lot more smooth, and just gives you a lot more control and allows for like more like stair ride tricks and stuff like that. So, I think if that's an uh, that's a step in the right direction, this frame that um kind of gives you the best of both worlds. I haven't tried it, but I really want to. If anyone from Celtic Frames is listening, fucking hook a brother up. I want this shit cuz I want to try a man. Um yeah. And Aaron Feinberg rides for Celtic Frames apparently, which is pretty sweet. Um, yeah. I recently got these K2 uh, Varsity skates. Uh, my man, Mike Powell at K2 hooked me up. Thank you very much, Mike, for sending me uh, some K2 Varsities. Uh, he sent Joey a pair and me a pair. And uh, it's been winter, so I haven't really skated them much. I've skated them a few times, and I really like them. They're super, super comfy. Um, they're really light. These skates, uh, apparently they're lighter than Carbon 2s. They're lighter than Carbon 2s. And uh, they're a high-quality skate. Like, K2 has all this... Uh, technology in, in snowboarding and skiing and the you can tell when you're riding them they're very high quality I got I got a lot of harassment from from my friends about the way they look like the big red skates um, my friend Josh referred to them as comically hideous but uh, they're they're pretty ugly you know they're red uh, I'm thinking about painting them black but uh i also think that there's there's something else going on with that i think that people are think that they're ugly because they haven't seen like a really good pro ripping them like i think everyone's susceptible to marketing i think like when you see alex broskow like ripping in in like blue volos 
I think it makes those skates look good and then it like it makes them look acceptable and people see them on other people and they're like, yeah, cool, those are cool roll blades and, and they've been like kind of conditioned to feel like, yeah, those are stylish. But like with K2s, you haven't seen any pros ride them for a really long time and, and, and so they've kind of developed this kind of uncool image because um, they haven't been involved. Uh, they kind of stopped sponsoring riders for a while. So you know, it's been a long time since you've seen the top riders, like, ripping in K2s. So, you know, they have a very uncool image, and you look at the skate, and it's like, oh, those aren't those aren't cool. Like, it's 2011. You should be ripping in Nims or, like, Volos or Shadows. Like, these skates have developed these cool images with all these. They're in the magazines, and they're in the videos. K2s are kind of like the... the they're still stuck in the 90s, you know. You look at them and you think aggressive inline rollerblades just because they haven't really kept up with the marketing. But they're really good skates. I'm I'm loving skating in them. I was having a, a big problem with my feet. Like, uh, skates hurt my feet really bad. Uh, like, skating wasn't fun for a while, so I took a lot of time off just to heal my feet. And coming back in these super comfy skates, it feels really good to just be able to skate around for a long time period of time and not have like pressure points on my feet and uh, um, yeah they feel really good and actually this morning I just saw a new edit with Louis Zamora uh, ripping the I guess K2's releasing the fatty again like re-releasing the fatty and it, it looks really good it's like an all black skate um, so I have a feeling that you're going to be seeing more from K2 soon uh, and I I hope so. I hope they put a team together and and start taking over because their technology is sick. K2s have really good technology. And so, yeah, I'd like to see them back in the game. Um, yeah, that's really exciting. This is... this is, I'm not used to talking for so long. My, my mouth and my jaw feel weird because I just... I don't talk a lot. Like, in my everyday life, I'll... I'll I'll make a joke. I'll I'll talk for a little bit and then shut up for a very long period of time and sit and compute. So like my face isn't used to talking so much. Ah, my my jaw hurts, but this is good. I'm exercising my voice um which is a good thing. Um Wow, it's 10:32. Jeez. Um, Goddamn. This is good stuff. I'm having a good time. I think this is a, a good good thing. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to put something together for you uh, weekly and uh, try to maybe do something a little bit different every day. Um, I'm going to reach out to a few people and see if they want to you know, record themselves talking by themselves or with other people. I I'd really like to get some other people on the show because I think uh you know, I like I love the idea of conversation or I like listening to people converse. And I think obviously when you converse with other people, you know, your thoughts mix with their thoughts and then new thoughts emerge from that conversation. So um that's a pretty sweet thing. 
But right now, I've got this ghetto setup. I only have this one microphone, so I'm gonna have to figure out how to how to get like multiple people involved. Um, but that's something that's gonna happen in the future. I've got some plans. I've got some people that I want to come on the show and hang out and shoot the shit, talk about Blade, drink coffee or or beer or whatever you want to drink, um, and just you know speak your mind. Um, so. Hit me up on Facebook, hit me up on Twitter, and uh, ask me some questions. Like, I, this is, um, my voice is seriously feeling weird, like, from talking. Like, my jaw feels like it's seizing up. So, fuck, I really need to do this. This is good. Um, even if fucking two people listen to this shit, I'm happy I did it, because, um, I think I need it. I think I need to do this. You know, the first one is always the hardest. It's always the weirdest. You press record, and it's like, hmm, I'm talking into this microphone. And uh, it's something that takes a little bit of getting used to, but uh, it's very healthy. Um, Roll biting is an awesome vehicle, and I want to take advantage of it. Um, it's it's an awesome thing that... I just know all these role biters all around the world, and they know me, and we can kind of communicate with each other on different levels, you know, put out edits and share our ideas that way. And basically, this is just another way to share ideas, share thoughts, um, communicate with the role biting world. I love you guys, man. You're my brothers all over the world. Um, and I wish I could hang out with all of you more often. I wish, uh, you know, I wish I could meet, I wish I could meet every fucking role biter out there, you know? And this is kind of my way of, like, communicating with you guys. Do you hear my voice? Do you hear it kind of sounding weird? That is my, that is, this is my voice being fatigued. Like, <laughs> this is weird, seriously. I'm just not used to talking. I fucking suck at talking. God, it's pathetic. Like, you listen to, like, certain people, they can just talk and talk and talk for hours. And I want to become one of those people. But currently, I am a social retard. <laughs> ah, maybe I need a beer to relax my, my mouth so I can talk. God, but uh, yeah, this has been fun. I'm honestly, I'm kind of running out of steam here. Um, I'm uh, I don't have much else to talk about, so I think I'm gonna call her quits for this one. So thanks for tuning in. Um, this has been the first episode of this podcast, which eventually will have a name it'll have a title um if you have any ideas for what i can call this show um hit me up on facebook send them my way um hey if you want to go and and make me an intro song that'd be sweet i might work on one but i'm, I'm i've never really made a song before but i might make a like an intro song Cause like it's sweet when you when you get that repetition going, you know, uh, get those intro songs and then hey, I'm, yeah, I'm back. Um, 
So for now, it's just going to be available on mushroomblading.com. Check that out. I'm going to be adding some new stuff to the shite. Um, I'm going to be adding... Um, like, I've got an article section, but nobody sees it because it's, like, hidden down the page. Um, so I'm going to be making the article section more prominent, and I'm also going to be adding a podcasts section, which is really exciting um, to the site. So um, probably by the time you hear this, um, you'll see the redesigned site because when I release these podcasts, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release the mushroom blading version 2.0 to the world to the rollerblading masses so this has been fun this is Todd McInerney I'm signing off hopefully this all got recorded and hopefully I'm able to uh, save it into an mp3 file and and get it to you if you're listening to it then I succeeded so I love you guys um, keep it real, keep those blades on your feet, and holla at your boy. Peace, dogs.